All right, welcome back, Weekly Roundup. We took a little bit of a week off, I think, last week, but we are back. Action-packed episode. Uh, interview from a current Scholars intern, also future uh, Amex summer intern, Syed. We're going to talk to Kendra Kelly from Align. Hardest interview questions, and then end it with something that we learned this week, a little takeaway. Yeah, no, I'm excited, and I guess we'll turn now to our conversation with Syed, who's a rock star intern at Scholars. Good. Well, I know we haven't worked much together, but I've heard only good things, so I'm glad, and congrats on the Amex stuff, too. That's exciting. Thank you so much. When do you start? Uh, I start in the first week of June. Cool. All right. So you got like a month, a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, the internship is about 10 weeks long. So maybe the second week of August would be when my internship ends. All right. So we'll get you back in the fall. Right. Sweet. I love it. Good to hear. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, let's jump in. If you would just want to, I'm already recording. So if you just Mm want to go ahead and Kind of introduce yourself, where you go to school, what you're studying, um, who you are, things like that. Sure. So my name is Ed. I am a CS computer science senior at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm also doing minor in business administration. So I love the combination of computer science, technology, and also marketing, business, finance. Uh, I chose computer science and business because uh, computer science really allows you to create a product and business allows you to put a value in that product so you can make profit for your organization, for your company. And it gives you a better sense on how day-to-day operations work. So really interesting combination I found there. And um, next summer, maybe this summer, I'm basically interning at American Express. Uh, It's a financial institution. So I'm working there as a software engineering intern the program placement hasn't been finalized yet, but I'm really interested in machine learning and data processing stuff. And a lot of credit goes to scholars because I've been doing a lot of data processing, data mining here. So definitely made me interested in that field. And what was that application process like for you to land the American Express internship? So for me, the process was a bit unconventional. I was involved in clubs in my university. So uh, I was given the scholarship to this conference called Afrotech. And um, it's a tech conference basically uh, focused towards people of African origins, but it's open for everybody. So once you sign up for such events, you get you start getting emails from companies that participate in that event. So I got a lot of emails from different companies. One of them was from American Express. I uh, read the job description, I really liked it. And they gave me a special link because I was attending that event. Once I applied to that event, uh, I got a call and I, uh, and I got to schedule my interview. They kind of reviewed my resume, they went over a few things and then they uh, finalized the time for my interview. Was, um, was Amex the only offer you had or were you, did you pick them over other companies? I had about six offers. So I picked Amex uh, from that because I kind of evaluated the, uh, all the offers and I talked to a lot of friends. I talked to my parents and uh, Amex was the one that I finalized. Nice. 
Well, so you, you mentioned you scheduled the interview. What was that whole process like? How many rounds was it? What were, you know, the types of questions that they were asking you? Things like that. Mm -hmm. So for my uh, other interviews, the process was pretty generic that first you talk to a recruiter, they kind of talk about your interests. And then once you satisfy them, they promote you to the next round and then um, so on. Since I was basically going from Afrotech, the tech conference, they put me in the interviewing round directly where I was meeting with the engineers and they asked me about uh, computer science and uh, about four technical questions. In uh, regular interviews, you basically see this pattern that in the first 20, 30 minutes, they discuss uh, some behavioral questions, your interests, and then the last 30 minutes, they talk about uh, the a technical question where you are given a question and then you have to kind of solve it, give your reasoning behind it and uh, maybe create a working solution for them. For me, uh, it was a little tight because I was given four technical questions within an hour, within uh, the time I was interviewing. But uh, some of the some of the tips which I learned uh, through videos and YouTube really helped me because I was able to manage my time and I gave about. 10 to 15 ish minutes per question. And that gave me enough time towards the end to ask uh, interviewers any questions I had about the company, about the work culture. Got it. That's awesome. And I know that you mentioned, obviously you're awaiting your program placement at right. American Express. Mm -hmm. we'll, be, we'll be coming up with, with that. I mean, anything that you advice that you would give students listening just in general about how you approached your internship search process because mm -hmm. obviously you had six offers seems like right. you did a ton of preparation um mm -hmm. is there anything specifically that you would really advocate for or, or tell other students that are looking for internships as to how to get that many offers how to feel most prepared going into a technical interview or anything you can kind of hold on to? Definitely. So uh, during my first year at UT Austin, I did not have any internship offers, mainly because I wasn't probably as prepared. And that was the time when COVID hit. So things were really unstable. Uh, and that really motivated me to kind of dig deep into this world of internships and see which pattern is actually working. So for computer science, uh, as I mentioned that there are technical questions, there is a website called LeetCode, uh, L-E-E-T-C-O-D-E. And uh, that website has sets of questions that you can go and solve. They are structured just like interview questions and the, the site is basically built for interview prep for computer science majors. So I spent some time preparing uh, for some questions on that website, LeetCode. And what, what it really uh, gives you is the confidence to solve any question because there are multiple possibilities. Uh, it's likely that the, the question that you're gonna see in the interview, uh, you have never seen it before. But through some preparation, through the techniques, through uh, data structures, which is a complex part of computer science, but it's really useful, these concepts really help you actually understand the reasoning behind the question. And I spent a lot of time doing some lead code problems. Uh, uh, in the beginning, I was kind of failing a few test cases because I wasn't like kind of in that mindset. But after uh, I solved a few problems, it gave me a confidence. And whenever I see an interview 
uh, question, I would go back to the time when I was doing lead code and kind of uh, restructure my thinking on how I would do it if I was doing lead code. And uh, it's, it's inevitable that you will see some of the patterns repeating, even though it may not be the same question, you will see the repeating patterns from uh, the questions that you have practiced on before. So it really helped uh, to actually work on technical problems. A lot of computer science and tech industry students, they kind of neglect the part of behavioral questions because behavioral questions is, you know, you, you're working in a tech environment, no one's gonna uh, talk to the customer. So they kind of neglect this part, but it's really important to consider that behavioral questions are really important as well. So uh, I took a few courses on LinkedIn learning just to prep myself for behavioral part. And uh, through those courses, I kind of structured this really interesting document, which uh, eventually had answer for pretty much every behavioral question. Uh, if, even if the question is not present in that document, there are a few points which you can relate to in order to answer any behavioral question that you may see on your interview. So it really helped me uh, kind of combining the essentials of behavioral part and uh, the technical part uh, to kind of create this really interesting interview experience. In terms of the actual search, I would say probably your school is the best resource because once you go to sites like Glassdoor or Monster or Indeed, it's such a big pool of applicants that uh, you, it, it, it's, a, it's a very small chance for you to get selected from that big pool of applicants. So it's better if you go to your school's directory and because you know every school has some uh, uh, friends companies, so they definitely prefer uh, students from that uh, university. So it's better to apply through your school first. That definitely gives you uh, a priority because you are coming from the friends school. And uh, once you kind of uh, go in that applicant pool, you have better chances of uh, getting an interview. And of course, as I mentioned, you have to participate in these conferences. You have to be active in your clubs, in your uh, social gatherings, in your schools, because it really gives you an opportunity to network with other people and other organizations. That was amazing advice. I mean, <laughs> you might need to take over the podcast and, and be the new host from now on. <laughs> I love yes, it. just from experience. No, I love it. I think that was all the questions that we had for you, but I mean, that's, this is awesome. Appreciate yeah. you doing this. I think students will find a lot of value in just hearing you talk about this. So appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to mention was yeah. just to keep your LinkedIn updated because a lot of recruiters kind of reach out to you uh, through LinkedIn. I remember one of the offers I got was through LinkedIn. So this uh, recruiter reached out to me. Initially, she thought that I'm graduating, but then I told her that uh, I'm graduating in December of 21. So she presented me an internship offer. So it's really important to keep your LinkedIn updated. And uh, if you're into marketing, if you're into advertising or even computer science, it's good to have a portfolio where you can kind of show your achievements that you cannot possibly show well enough on LinkedIn. Let's say if you're marketing, uh, if you're a marketing major, you can definitely uh, have some of your uh, sample graphics on your website that you, can, that you can't possibly uh, post on your LinkedIn. So it's definitely better to have a portfolio or a web. Sorry, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. There we go. I think you cut out when you're talking about um... Marketing just portfolio. yeah marketing portfolios making sure it's updated 
Mm -hmm. Sure. So, um, yeah, you just have to make sure that, you know, it doesn't matter what major you are. Uh, let's say if you're marketing or computer science or business, I think it's really important to have a portfolio where you can show your research, you can show your projects that you can't possibly post on LinkedIn because LinkedIn, it's basically a job portal. It's just like uh, a graphic resume where the recruiter can navigate. So it's, I think, really important to have a, have a portfolio where you can show uh, details about your projects, about the stuff that you worked on. So I basically created this portfolio uh, on GitHub pages. So um, the recruiter can visit my website. They can look uh, at my resume. They can look at uh, the demo of each project. So portfolio gives you enough flexibility to have uh, a demo or something that you can't possibly post on LinkedIn. Yeah, that makes sense. One, one last question. We've got a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. I know you're a computer science student, but you're doing, you know, more of like a sales internship with us right. scholars. What we get a lot of questions from students, um, specifically who are in engineering or CS asking about, you know, doing jobs or internships that are outside of that. Um, you kind of touched on at the beginning, but what do you think the value was in sort of being on more of the sales side in this internship? Well, I think uh, it's really important to explore multiple disciplines and uh, it doesn't matter if you're not pursuing that particular discipline in your career, in your academics, I think it's really important to have some experience there. Sales definitely uh, made me understand and realize how important it is to have a better outreach on how you can present yourself better. And uh, the whole purpose of outreach and kind of sales is to make sure that you're, the, the stuff that you're doing, it's, it's being delivered to the right people. And, uh, at the end of the day, you only get better. Things that, that I'm doing here, they are only uh, making sure that my soft skills, my behavioral skills are getting better. Uh, I feel more comfortable in starting a conversation. A lot of people talk about cold calls. A lot of people talk about cold emails to recruiters. That's an essential part of the industry, but you have to make sure you are writing the right content. You are speaking uh, about the right content when you're cold calling or when you're uh, cold emailing. So I think uh, the the sales part of this in internship really gave me enough experience to craft a personalized, a customized cold email or a cold message so I can send to the recruiter and the recruiter re responds back because they probably get hundreds of cold emails. Uh, they probably get hundreds of cold calls, but you have to make sure that you stand out the most. So uh, I, I definitely uh, really value this uh, internship because it gave me this upper hand in kind of creating and crafting this perfect cold email, cold message that the recruiter actually sees. And they kind of feel this connection that I just didn't copy from any website. I didn't copy from Indeed and just paste it uh, in the email box. I'm creating everything myself and everything that I'm writing is basically person uh, has a personalized connection to their company and to them as a person. Yeah. I think that's great advice. We talk about that all the time, but um, thanks. This was awesome. I, I think students are going to love this one. So thanks for doing it. Thanks. I yeah, thank you for giving me this opportunity. All right. Great. Thanks to learn from side super well-spoken kid. I mean, interesting to learn about, just kind of how he went about the process. I mean, he got his Amex internship from going to an event basically and being kind of fast tracked through the process, which I think is something to, 
consider, you know, it's, it's really not, doesn't take that much time out of your day to go attend one of those events. And if it can, you know, get you on the top of a radar from a recruiter, obviously worth it. And his preparation for interviews, I mean, he made a tool kit essentially with every behavioral interview question that he was prepared to answer in his technical interviews as well, um, which I think was super smart, obviously, uh, and helped him through his internship interviews. Yeah, I mean, he's the man. I I talked to him once before we hired him at Scholars. You talked to him mostly, but I mean, why do you think we hired him? I mean, I would say his willingness to try new things and develop processes and tools ultimately to drive business development at Scholars uh, through technology uh, is extremely, been extremely helpful to us um, as well. And he's always asking good questions that he tries to find the answers to before he comes to me uh, in our conversations, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's just cool that he's he's technical obviously computer science major but doing a sales internship for us just think that's so smart of him to kind of test the waters on everything and like we talked about in the past it's pretty you know computer science can be translated across the board i mean he's taken a lot of our sales processes and like automated them for us which is just something that we you know us two couldn't do no one else who works for us besides you know our engineers who work on our product couldn't do that either so yeah, no, super exciting, and thanks again, Cy, obviously. Uh, now we'll turn to our intern program overview with Kendra Kelly, leads university recruiting at Align. She gives us really an overview of who the company is, uh, so we'll cut it here now to our conversation with Kendra. Kendra, thanks so much, obviously, for joining the weekly roundup. would love for you to introduce yourself as well as Align, the company. Sure. Thanks for having me, Parker. Really appreciate it. Uh, well, my name is Kendra Kelly, and I lead the campus recruiting function here at Align. Been with the firm for about four years, so very, very excited about the program and what we've done with it thus far. So Align is a third-party technology auditing firm. We focus on auditing our clients' technology against security frameworks, ultimately to ensure compliance and privacy of data and systems. Our auditors bear the responsibility of mitigating IT security risks while ensuring our clients maintain compliance as it relates to their industry standard. So, so we've been in business since 2007, and we're considered one of the fastest growing private companies in the United States, a top 25 cybersecurity firm in the country, and one of the best places to work. We have over 3,000 clients and, and 100 million in revenue. So we've got a lot going on over here, Parker, for sure. Our early talent program, we call that our campus recruiting uh, department, focuses on attracting and securing top talent nationwide to join our firm as full-time IT auditors or part-time virtual interns. Our positions are always remote, including both full-time and interns. And we are actively recruiting right now for our January 2022 and June 2022 start classes. So Align, how do I identify candidates? We identify candidates with the following majors, accounting, management information systems, information technology, cybersecurity, and computer science. You do not need direct IT audit experience. However, we are looking for candidates that have the, the perseverance, grit, and drive to be successful in this industry, and, and we'll teach you the rest. So the last thing I want to talk about today is what your training will entail here at Align as you join the campus recruiting program. 
Uh, the first thing that you'll go through is Align University, which is an eight-week training program. It mocks the uh, virtual internship training that we do relative to the full-time training program. So we want to ensure a seamless transition from intern to full-time. And the goal of our campus recruiting program is to develop and apply job-specific skills, technical, and core competency-based training to ensure a successful career within IT audit. Kendra, that's so awesome and obviously love the program. What would you recommend as the best ways for students listening to reach out to you or the team? Sure. So you can reach out to Align via our careers site, which is www.align.com slash careers. And Align is A hyphen L-I-G-N. Or you can reach out to us via Handshake or Simplicity if your school is on Handshake or Simplicity. Kendra, thanks so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate the overview. Super. Thanks so much, Parker. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so that was our conversation with Kendra. Uh, super insightful into what they look for in an ideal candidate for their early careers program. Um, really interesting company as well in terms of what they hire for. Uh, I definitely suggest everyone uh, check out Kendra. She's very active on LinkedIn as well. Super easy to access. Uh, so obviously, Kendra, thanks again for, for coming on and sharing. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's get to my favorite part here. Um, hardest interview questions. I'll let you uh, ask me one first. I normally go first here, so take it away. What are your pet peeves and what are you unwilling to tolerate in others? Um, I would say my pet peeves, I would say it's basically the same thing. Um, probably just people who don't work hard and try to take like the easy way out. Um, I mean, for me, I work very hard, so it's hard for me to be on a team or work with someone who doesn't have that same mentality or is just super quick to like, you know, not try to figure something out on their own. Um, so honestly, I mean, I think that's really my only thing is just like not working hard. I don't care if people, you know, don't get to the answer as fast as I think they could or, you know, don't do a good job. But it's really just like a lack of trying that normally like pisses me off, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I you hit the nail on the head. You kept it short and sweet for a type of question like that. They're trying, I would say, to see how you answer a difficult question uh, ultimately that shows uh, something that gets under your skin um so I, yeah it's a tough question i mean you definitely i don't want to like shit on potential future teammates or like current you know people that i'm working with or whatever because you don't want to be like the pessimistic uh you know guy in the room who no one wants to work with because you're so hard on others but also I think there's ways to answer that question that like show the skills that you do have like hard work or just willingness to figure it out and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's a tough interview question for sure. Um, all right. I'll ask you, what do you expect from your teammates kind of along the same lines as that one? I would say that I expect from my teammates what I expect expect from myself. Now, I obviously know that teammates aren't me. And I think that it's on my job to lay the foundation early on with working with a teammate in terms of better understanding of 
how they work, how they communicate, how they like to be communicated with to see how I can show them what I'm going to expect on the front end so that if there's a miscommunication or something that I personally feel like could be done better or uh, conversations could be handled better, I can go back and relate to what we talked about initially when we first started it. Uh, I, I think that it's my job to make sure that any teammate that I work with knows how I like to communicate, but then also listen to them so that I can always make that kind of conscious effort to make sure that my expectations are met th through how they like to work best. So high level, I obviously expect from them what I expect from myself, but I understand that how they may get to that point is different than mine. And as long as that information is handled on the front end, then that'll be an effective relationship. Yeah, I think setting expectations like with whoever you're working with is huge. I think you answered that pretty well. I mean, again, like these are tough questions. It, you can't really, I mean, you can prepare for them and have those answers, but there's so many different variations of questions like this to where I think it's just the mindset of like actually answering the question and not trying to beat around the bush and just like being open and honest of like, this is what I do and what I like. And honestly, if they don't like your answer of, you know, what you said or what I said about pet peeves, then long term, it's not going to be a good place for you to work anyway. So you may as well kind of to your point, like setting expectations on the front end, just being honest, it's going to, you know, if it weeds you out of that job, probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. And I think that both of these questions that we went through today, the theme was like collaboration or team mentality. So as you're listening to these questions, we hear from recruiters as well, try to figure out the higher level theme behind the question so that you can loop that into your answer is kind of a strategy to, to go about answering these yeah. questions. Yeah. Like putting yourself in their shoes. Like they're asking these questions for a reason and you can kind of figure out what they're trying to, to get out of you from it. Yep. Um, okay. Well, I guess just to wrap things up, I'll, I'll get into something that I think I, you know, learned or realized this week. Um, we're working with a copywriter to update our website. We've also hired a couple new employees. And so just having like extra eyes and a fresh set of eyes, like on our product and our website and just like on the business and what we're working on in general has just been kind of an eye opening experience for me. I mean, obviously we have been working with other people other than ourselves for a long time, but just like they're starting to, you know, give their input and get a little bit more comfortable. And so it's just been, you know, kind of a learning experience for me to be more willing to like ask for feedback instead of just doing things and, you know, sending them off or whatever. Um, and just kind of recognizing that, you know, other people's ideas are actually like a huge part of driving us forward. Yeah. It's, it's exciting to be able to, uh, allow people that we're working with to feel confident to give their opinions and put those opinions into action. Yeah. And obviously we're small and it's easier, I think for us to do that. Um, and it's, you know, harder, but it's just like, it's amazing for us to get that feedback and hopefully it's, you know, empowering for the people working for us to be able to give it. Hopefully that's, you know, how most people feel everywhere they work. Cause I feel like that's a huge part of it. Like you don't want to just be told what to do and do it. And there's no, you know, even if you're allowed to give feedback, like you want it to actually be heard. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I'll just dive into the thing I learned this week was just uh, 
consistently staying and remaining positive throughout the week, um, regardless of the, the hills you have to climb or the battles that you have to face uh, when achieving ultimately goals that you're setting for yourself personally um, that are relating to company goals at the end of the day is just so key. Um, and just ensuring that you're consistent in your process that you have in place for whatever type of work that you do as well. Um, because the systems that you put in place, it's not that they shouldn't be edited, but at the same time, they should be followed. Uh, even if they're not the most effective or they're not working right now, uh, learn from what's not working to be able to edit and go forward um, throughout the process is, is really key. And I found myself needing to remind myself that more often than not this week. Um, but just taking that step back, I think it, it helped me personally get through the week to look forward to next week with a positive outlook. Yeah. I mean, I think part of why you're successful is because you're hard on yourself. And when you're a person that's hard on themselves and things don't a hundred percent go your way, it's hard to, you know, not get down. Or even if you, you know, you don't hit your one, the weekly goal you had for this week, you know, just like closing the week being done and next week's a new week and you can start over like that mindset and not letting it carry over and lead from one bad week into a bad month, bad quarter, you know, bad year. That's yeah. crucial. Yep. hundred percent. So. Cool. Well, good episode. Yeah. That Wrap was the weekly up. roundup. Thanks again. Obviously the Kendra inside who came on, shared their stories. Um, Hope this was helpful. Obviously, we learn a lot from these conversations between ourselves. Uh, we hope that we inform some of our listeners out there in our audience as well. Yeah, let us know if there's interview questions that you want to hear us try to answer or if you want to come on and answer one and give advice on how to answer specific um, types of questions, we would welcome that. So yep. we'll be back next week.